welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going with you? It's going good, how's it going with you? Going good, yep, not too bad. Um, In case anybody's wondering where the United Cast episode is for today, by the way, I'm going to be recording it once we've finished here, so uh, that is how that's all going to go. Everybody knows what I've been playing, Robert, but what have you been playing? I'm uh, still going along with uh, Furthest Frontier. I kind of got a few things sorted out. Um, they did just do like a minor update, and a minor update actually had a major change in that you can no longer move buildings. It used to be that if you didn't like a building's placement or you needed to rearrange it for something else, you could just issue a move command, and it would tear the building down and put it back up somewhere else. That's gone now. The, the button's still there. It's just grayed out, so you can't do it, and I don't know why. Huh. I couldn't find anything in the patch notes about that. Um, still doing a little Red Dead. It's I'm just kind of you know wandering about, just not really doing mission missions because again, I'm not the biggest fan of the random judging of it. Uh, other than that, been looking through some stuff on Steam, trying to find something interesting to play. I found a lot of weird stuff, like a lot, a lot of weird stuff that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a game. It's there. People are buying it, but it just like doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. How's your time in Red Dead going then? That's what I'm kind of. It's good. I mean, about. graphically, the the Series X really gives it an oomph, even though it's technically not enhanced for Series X. Um, the like I said, the load times are way better, way way better on that, and that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to get the Series X because we talked about that. What about a month or two before it released, and Microsoft was doing their hype up, and they had uh, stated a gate two on a one X and a Series S, and they showed the load time. And it was like a quarter of the time on the Series X, and I'm like, that right there is a reason to buy it. You mm-hmm. get games that take forever to load, and you cut that in half, a third, a quarter, boom, I'm in. Cool, nice. Um, well, everybody knows what I've been playing this week. Um, Last of Us Part 1, which, uh, for those of you that don't know, because some of you might not, of course, uh, which is the remake of the 2013 original, um, which sometimes we forget Last of Us was a PS3 game. Um, it's not really associated as such, but it is a PS3 game. Um, I did a long two-hour stream, which you joined for some of that, so thanks for, for joining. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a little chat about stuff. Of course, I was live on Twitch, if you want to follow me on there it's etalkuk over on twitch um was impressed with the few hours that i played i've played about uh three or four more since then um so a, a good maybe like six seven hours or so into it as a very interesting experience so far because i've kind of played last of us 2 to death to the point where i know like what to do and the exact story beats and what's gonna happen next um but i've not played last of us one since 2016, 17, whenever I got my PS4 at the time, obviously there was the PS4 remastered version. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have the PS4 remastered version. Right, that's so how you played it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I, I, I don't know that game as intricately as I know the second one, so it was interesting. Like I, I remember what happens in the story, and I remember who dies, who lives, and all that sort of stuff, but the specific beats and the set pieces and like everything else, I don't remember like everything. So it was kind of like a 50-50 fresh experience for me. 
Um, most notably, of course, this game, uh, I think it's fair to say the graphical leap in this game is very, very impressive. Um, it was an interesting experience for me graphically because, as I've said multiple times on multiple shows, I'm not someone who's impressed with, with graphics. Um, but e- even though I'm... St- I mean, I'm kind of still like... I'm like, okay, this looks like a ton better. The The only interesting part to that about f- for me is when I see images of the old versions of these games, and I'm like, wow, that is like, okay, I'm still not like visually impressed by it, but the specific, like, if, when you get into comparisons, and you're like, okay, this is what this used to look like, this is what this looks like now, I am quite impressed by the, the, the changes. Um, so that's like one of the biggest changes here. Um, so that's really good. The haptic feedback is pretty good. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm playing... Um, and I've had like my controller battery's been low at certain points, but the haptic feedback hasn't been as I've had two like weird technical issues. One where I've not been able to get the game loud enough unless it's like quite loud, but I'm wearing headphones because uh, I decided to turn the music like really far down because um, I just kept hearing too much music over like enemy footsteps and stuff. So I I think I did the same thing Last of Us Two anyway, where um. You know, you have the intense music, but I would turn that down so you can hear the enemies and, and things more. So, um, the haptic feedback's got some very good ideas with it. It just doesn't feel strong enough at certain points for, for some weird reason. Um, but it's still a really good attempt at haptic feedback. And the most impressive part of that, which I mentioned at the very start of my stream, is being able to feel the conversation. And what I mean by that is literally, if you have your hand on your neck or a person's next that's that is speaking and they start speaking you can hear a particular you can feel a particular vibration and that is exactly what happens when you put um i can't remember the, what the exact toggle is because it's, it's not enabled automatically i think it's in accessibilities or something um but the ability basically to like when any character is speaking and i mean any character even enemy characters you can feel them speaking because you get that same vibration through the haptic feedback um, and if characters are like further away or they're speaking quietly, the haptic feedback will be like gentler. But if it's somebody who's really shouting or something, it will be a lot you know, stronger. So uh, that's been quite interesting. I've literally never played a game that's done that before. So that was quite good. It's been interesting navigating this game <clears throat> and um, the differences in gameplay because what some people may have had to understand and I didn't quite understand myself until you played the game is um the 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 way that you move through the environment like specifically with combat the way that you move through the environment the fact that you can't dodge or go prone which was features that was added in the last of us 2 um Joel is Joel himself is like he's an older person he's like what in his 40s or 50s roughly I think um like probably mid 50s so he's not like the quickest man he's got a lot of power behind him but he is quite slow and i had to adjust going from like ellie so much in uh, last of us 2 to going to joel in last of us 1 you've got a lot of weight behind you but not a lot of speed and what i think is interesting about the level design because i almost kind of get why I mean, I'm kind of very 50-50 on the sort of, like, should they have included the prone and, and the dodge mechanic? Um, the thing is, which is interesting with the level design specifically, is because they added the prone 
mechanic in Last of Us 2, they made more areas that were more open and that had long tall grass, which the idea was, okay, in this game we'll give you long tall grass so that you can lay down in it and hide and do whatever. There isn't areas like that as much. In fact, there isn't tall grass in Last of Us 1 because it wasn't put into the game. Um, what I found a lot with Joel's playthroughs is... Um, there's a lot of crates and a lot of boxes and a lot of like cars and I think the idea that they had at the time was this very stealthy um and again this is where you get into like okay should you have remade the level design like actually physically because what you're talking about there is like removing cars removing boxes and putting tall grass in and I don't know if their idea was like that deep of a remake in terms of like re I mean literally like going to one of the streets in the game and taking out some objects and putting in tall grass and then giving jo Joel the ability to go prone. But the the idea here is that, okay, this enemy is going in this direction. You have these cars, these boxes, these things, like you've got bus shelters and things like that. And you're going to crouch and you're going to sneakily go left or right. And you're going to pick a path and then pick your shots, throw your, uh, uh, what do you call them, weapons that you've got, like bricks and bottles and things like that. Um... So that's quite interesting. So they would have had to, if they were going to do, if they were going to remake the level design, they would have had to done a lot more with with that. And I wonder if they thought, okay, we'll put um, like a, a fair amount of the Last of Us 2's combat mechanics, kind of, um, into this game, but keep the same design of the level, like literally where things are and how the player themselves walks or crouches through a level. Um, it's also just the fact that because if you look at the gameplay design of Abby and Joel, they've got the similar brute type thing, but again, she's younger and she's a, she's still got that brute thing about her, like she does more punches as opposed to Ellie who uses a knife and stuff like that. So the fact that, okay, because Joel is probably, I mean, I don't know how old Abby's supposed to be in, in, in part two, probably like 20 years younger or something than... Because I think she's a bit older than Ellie, but not as old as Joel. So she's not got that, like, old age part. She's just um, physically bigger, obviously, so she can do what she does in that game. Um, but she's quicker because she is kind of younger. So that allowed them to... That allowed them to kind of make Abby in Last of Us 2 kind of this hybrid between Ellie with the, like, the physicality and Joel with the nature of it um it's really interesting if you just if you just simply look at the way that those three characters are used um i part, part of me thinks it makes sense for them to keep the same level design around joel because it fits his type the way that you're supposed to play as him because he's not this sort of like because ellie ellie you can do a bit more run and gun with and obviously there is small sections in, in this game where you play as ellie but she's a fundamentally different character to what she is in part two so even though there's been times where I've looked at a certain part and thought, oh, I wish I could like run and dive onto the floor because you can do that in part two. What the game wants you to do is like, no, walk over to your next thing and do this like almost almost like Metal Gear Splinter Cell type thing where you're sort of you're not running a lot basically with Joel. The the, the idea isn't that you sort of run and gun and you use loads of speed. Um, so. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting because I was looking at the way the levels were designed. Because again, I couldn't quite remember the, how every single level was designed. 
and thinking like, okay, if you gave Joel the like, if he was able to dive on the floor and dodge, would that make sense? Also with the the because the, the dodge is where the melee stuff comes into it. Um, the game kind of wants you to use lots of bricks and bottles and stun people and get in there with your weapons, and you don't really have the same. Because um, in Last of Us 2, whether you're playing as Abby or Ellie, you'll have a lot of, like, hit, hit, dodge, hit, hit. And with Joel, he just does a couple of hits, really. Um, I haven't really been in sort of, like, fist-on-fist, fist, like, uh, gameplay encounters in the same way that you do in Last of Us 2. So maybe that's why they chose that. But um, it's, it's brilliant. Um, I do still think, however... Part two is a better game, which to me it's kind of supposed to be, um, because part what a sequel to a game should do is look at what worked in the first game, add new stuff, which is what part two did, and change things, evolve things, which is like, hey, you can still take cover behind stuff, but now you have tall grass you can lay in, that just wasn't in the first game, because they just didn't do that. So, um, also it's interesting with the story because I think the themes and deep nature of the of the narrative in part two is a lot deeper and more complex that's also because there's also more characters in in part two so you can like connect more dots and themes and things like that part one's very 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 much focused on this growing relationship between joel and ellie of like they don't like each other they don't trust each other at the start joel doesn't even want to do this escort mission he's like oh i have to take some kid across the country like what what is this and he doesn't believe her about the um uh, what do you call it, the immunity and stuff like that, and it's interesting because you come across like Tess and Bill and some of the other characters, they're kind of, not side pieces, but they're kind of like the characters you meet along the way, really, so that's kind of my first impressions of, of the game, I'm really enjoying it, it's, ju- it's just the getting used to playing it different, because um, I like to do a bit more running and diving, but because I'm used to doing that because I've played Last of Us 2 like six times, so it's just a case of changing the way that I played the game, which was an interesting challenge. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been good so far. What did you think of the uh, part of the stream that you joined in for? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, you could definitely tell that you were used to playing Last of Us Two style with some of the like, why doesn't this work? Oh wait, that's not in the game. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but they've done a good job with like accessibility and stuff like that, which was. Because uh, some of the idea was, okay, we're going to take some features and gameplay things that we added in part two and just add them to this. Um, but again, I think if you if you tried to make the gameplay the exact same as part two, you'd sort of have to redesign the levels a little bit more. Because although going prone would be useful, there's no tall grass to lay in on this game. I mean, there's areas with grass, but it doesn't work in the same mechanical sort of way. So uh, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. I'm, I'm not sort of like majorly blown away i suppose the reason for that is because like the because such a story heavy driven game and i know what happens anyway i'm not sort of like oh my god that happened in the story because i already know (laughs) so anyway that's mostly that's basically all i've been playing i've been obviously putting some hours into that since friday Uh, i'm going to be continuing to play that and then of course i'm going to get the platinum uh which doesn't by the way include getting permadeath or grounded successful runs you don't have to do that that's not listed in the trophies so it will just be a case of me doing new game plus or something and then collecting like the comic books and things like that and then of course going on to um last of us left behind is interesting in the main menu they suggest that you play the uh main story and then left behind that was the order that they were released in anyway so i'm kind of tempted um go if i do 
Last of Us 1, then Left Behind. Because Left Behind, I know the story of. I've never actually played that DLC before. So again, won't be a surprise in terms of story because I know all of it. Uh, and that's obviously a shorter DLC. I might go from that to Last of Us 2, just so I can have a big, like, well, I say big, there's only three sort of games. Uh, just so I can kind of complete it complete it all in one in one thing. Um, but if I was to do go through Last of Us 2 again afterwards, I'd probably stick it on, like, very easy and then just, just to kind of go through it and just get those beats again and really just click everything together so uh, in terms of review uh well i've not finished the game yet so i won't be reviewing it yet i'll also take a bit of time to think about um the game i'll take like a few days to really sort of like let everything settle uh and then i'll do a review for that i'll probably review um um because i'm guessing the gameplay mechanics i'm just wondering whether i should review left behind separately i think i probably will actually um i think i'll do the main story let that sink let that sit in for a few days or whatever do that and then talk about left behind separately because that's also there's no joel in left behind at least i don't think there is so it's a different experience but anyway that's what we've been playing recently on entertainment talk uh on, on entertainment talk that's what we've been playing recently uh let's get into some other stuff Alright, so our sponsor at the moment is, of course, Manscaped. Uh, you may ask what they sell. They sell men's different uh, grooming products. Uh, they sell them the highest range of quality. Um, so if you're uh, worried about uh, quality of product with Manscaped, there's no worries there. They sent me some stuff uh, a bit of time ago so that I could try some of it out and tell you all about it. So whether it comes down to their packaging, the way that things are arranged in the box, or the actual items themselves, all all very professional and top of the line, all really good stuff. They sell different um, clothes, boxes, deodorants, um, ears and nose hair trimmer, trimmers, um, shavers, razors, you know, that type of stuff that will take care of your men's men's healthcare stuff, manscapes uh, type of products. Uh, so if you're wondering about them, if you're Googling them, you can stop Googling them because uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, you can look at them at them by uh, going to our link that we've got in the show notes. So whether you're listening on the podcast version or the website version, just scroll down a little bit in your notes, uh, just past the episode description, and you'll see a link for them. You'll also see a promo code box in that same paragraph. That is eTalkUK, that's E-T-A-L-K-U-K. That'll get you 20% off and your order with Manscapes once you've selected what you want, uh, either for yourself or somebody else. They've got different sets of things as well, which is helpful. So if you want to buy more than one stuff, they've got some good stuff going on there. Uh, once you get to that checkout point and you see that promo code box, you can either type in or copy and paste, depending on what you want to do, the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K, for 20% or off your order and free shipping with Manscapes. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, let's move on to a bit of housekeeping. Uh, I'm going to mention the United cast. That was for the previous game. That was a 1-0 win against Leicester away from home in the Premier League. There was a game today which was 3-1 against Arsenal. As I said at the top, I'll be recording that episode as soon as we're finished here. So you'll get, basically you'll get this gaming talk episode and the United cast episode one after the other sort of thing. So look out for both of those episodes. Uh, So that's the United cast stuff. So things are going well at the moment, which is good. Over on the chat podcast episode, I covered July and August of 2022 in terms of how Entertainment Talk is doing. Uh, We're doing very, very well for the year, very close to breaking our record for views and things like that for the year, which is very, very good. Thanks to everybody who's helped and contributed with that. Also talked about some podcast plans, roughly podcast plans for like September, October ish uh, there's a few films coming out and doing some classic reviews episodes soon that type of stuff walking deads back in october etc etc let's look out for all that and i talked a little bit about uh the process of decorating my room which i've never done anything like that before so that was interesting to talk about as well uh over on gaming talk last week we talked about um some stuff that was shown off at gamescon 2022 hosted by jeff Keeley. we talked about the expanse the callisto protocol and a new ip new game uh announced called where wins meet and a whole bunch of other games from that showcase as well so that was really good to talk about uh over on the other united cast episodes we recently beat southampton also by one goal to nil also away from home so uh, that's really good as well uh, over on the chat podcast, I did a separate dedicated episode uh, dedicated to religion. I've covered lots of other worldly sort of topical things along the same lines, but religion is one that I hadn't fully touched upon, so I talked about various different religions, my thoughts, what I know about religion, all that type of stuff. So you can check that one out. That's a bonus episode of the chat podcast, because that fits in there quite nicely. A few film reviews recently gave a must-see rating to Luck. That's a film that's available on Apple TV+, Plus. which, by the way, you can get free uh subscriptions from lots of different places for that um so that's very very good uh that's available on apple tv plus as a full review spoiler free and spoiler split must see review for luck i uh, also did a dc talk episode this one was talking about batgirl what's going on over there uh some film delays again from warner brothers uh situation with the batman as of regards to aquaman 2 and of course talked about The Flash because you can't do a DC Talk episode these days without talking about The Flash because there's always stuff happening. So that was for that one. Uh, me and David have recently wrapped up our coverage for Better Call Soul. That is a series wrap-up podcast. That's the episode that we did after we covered the series finale episode. So season 6, episode 13, there was a podcast for that. And in an episode afterwards, wrapping up our thoughts on Better Call Soul. That's the Breaking Bad prequel, of course, for that uh, did another film review. This one's for Nope. I gave it a Don't Skip rating. That's the newest Jordan Peele directed film, the third that he's done. Uh, gave it a Don't Skip rating, spoiler free, so you can check that one out. Also, the Don't Skip review for Prey. Uh, it's available on Disney Plus 
or uh, Hulu, depending on where you live. That's for Prey. It's a Predator prequel. That's a spoiler-free review with a Don't Skip rating. You can check that one out as well. And that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Um, there's been lots and lots and lots of tweets from the main official Assassin's Creed account, but this was the main one throughout the week. It says Assassin's Creed Mirage, I think is how you pronounce that, is the next Assassin's Creed game. We can't wait to tell you more on September 10th, which is this week coming up uh, at Ubisoft uh, Forward. Saturday. Yeah, Ubisoft Forward. Uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time, which would be five my time. Uh, sorry, eight my time and five no three your time. So uh, those are the time zones for that. It says 9 p.m. CEST. So there's there's that as well. Um, Assassin's Creed. Um, so yeah, I I can't remember if I did or didn't follow these. Sometimes I see lots of tweets from accounts that I don't actually follow just because of topics or whatever happens on Twitter been a lot and when i say a lot i mean a lot of tweets from the assassin's creed account um recently talking about altair Ezio, desmond the old days talking about leonardo da vinci who was in the second game who gave you that um bird thing that you could uh fly on which was quite cool um yeah this looks like it's gonna go back to like when i look at the image for this I think, okay, that's what Assassin's Creed looks like. It's a guy, he's jumping in the air, doesn't need to be jumping in the air, but he's jumping in the air. There's a Egyptian-esque looking town. Um, the same sort of environments you'd see in the old Assassin's Creed games. And there was a few of those in um, uh, Origins, I think it was called, by, by X game. Um, but he's got a white cloak on with a white hoodie um, in the same hoodie design as the old actual what the actual creed characters wore in the assassin's creed games and it says that there's lots of talk that this is looking like it's going to try and go back to basics uh there were some details that came out about this game about the difference with the eagle vision i didn't know a lot about that because i haven't really played much of valhalla which i think changed that or something um so there's that um will this pull me back in will it not i've been very vocal <laughs> about my thoughts on assassin's creed but the, the these ubisoft has kind of embarrassed the series as of recently, you know, with the Thanos armor editions and Iron Man armor editions, just things that are not not things that are terrible bad, just things that are comically bad and don't make any sense to add to the series. Um, if they tried to go back to the old days, I will at least I will pay attention to it. Whether or not I will play this game, I don't know. We'll have to see what this actually is. There were so many people in the comments of like all these different tweets. That this one and the ones that they were when they were talking about like the, the Desmond era of these games: Altair, Ezio, Leonardo da Vinci, Apple of Eden, all, all this you know the original Assassin's Creed stuff. Um, and so many people were saying in the comments, which you know things that I was agreeing with. It was actually a, it was actually a relatively intelligent comment section, unlike what you can sometimes see on the internet, of course. 
usually, if I, if I click on comment section for something and people start saying dumb stuff, I just click off of it and move on. But if there's actual intelligent, like, hey, this could be this, or this could be that, or I miss these games because of this or that, I actually read those comments because they're actually interesting. Um, and lots of people were saying, you know, you kind of killed the series off when you killed Desmond. This is harking back to those Desmond-esque Assassin's Creed days. Which was when Assassin's Creed to me was actually Assassin's Creed. Instead of flipping it into a fantasy series with Norse mythology like they've done before. That's my simple sort of observation of it. Is like you've gone in such a wildly different direction that it's just so disconnected to what you used to be doing. Um, but to me they've just got it. I mean, I don't, I mean it's, just, it's the Assassin's Creed world. There's all sorts of time travel stuff and whatever. It, it wouldn't be far-fetched that you could bring Desmond back. Like... I mean, if if you're going to add to one of the games Thanos and Iron Man-esque armor, there's no reason that you can't bring a character back from the dead. Um, which I don't think is a spoiler. Most people know that by now, but yeah. Um, if you bring him back and you simply continue his story and you go back to these days, which is what this picture is looking like, I will pay interest. I, I will pay attention again. If you're going to, like... Give me cause Layla. Let me no, don't get me wrong. Layla as a character was interesting and cool, but the way that they replaced Desmond with her didn't really sort of fit because then she had her own ancestors. You started playing as her, and it had nothing to really do with the original story. Um, plus, Layla was in some of the games that Desmond was in anyway, so you can just carry on with that because I, I, like I'm saying I don't want you to take Layla out of the game keep her in she was a cool character just have Desmond there as well it was Desmond's story and you sort of killed him off in a really weird way and then you just like okay here's, it's almost as if like Layla just picked up the controller and was like oh I have all these different ancestors in this completely different story it just it wasn't a great sort of that's not really how you pass the torch you know um, it wasn't as if like Desmond had a son and then Desmond grew old, and Desmond died, and then you played as his son. That would have made sense. At least it would have been the same family. Because that was the whole point of the games, which was, like, Desmond's going to learn from his ancestors about how to be an assassin. That was where the whole blood um, bleeding effect came in. And then it was supposed to be Desmond's going to learn from Altair and Ezio, who were the characters I just mentioned, and you would just go on from there. Um, so, yeah, we don't know a ton about this game. We'll have to wait for our Ubisoft forward. I don't remember last time they had one of them, but... Um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, but I've said a lot there about Assassin's Creed. Obviously, I'm I'm very passionate about the series still. I just want it to I just want it to do what it used to do. Um, but where do you stand on what they're kind of doing here, or the hints of what they're yeah, doing here? Yeah, um, the article that I have uh, it says a source. So obviously we can't confirm it until next week. Uh, but it says that it's going to take pay- place in Baghdad, and um, it initially started as Valhalla DLC. But it also says it's going to return to basics, being a game focused on stealth, non-RPG-style leveling, and dialogue choices. So if they do that, then I'll definitely at least take a look at it. Don't yeah. know if I'll buy it, but I'll at least keep it on my radar. Mm-hmm. My question, I suppose, is, okay, for gameplay mechanics, if you're going to go back to the old days, which is what you, what you described, is, is that, who am I playing as and why do I care about their story? And... If you're getting me to play as somebody who isn't related to Desmond, why am I playing as that character? Um, that's that's my question. Because, I mean, you had the other thing, which was like... Um, I think his name was William, who was like Desmond's dad. So I, even if you were to play as him, that wouldn't really make any sort of sense, because he didn't do any of the bleeding effect stuff. 
I also can't remember. There was there was three friends that Desmond had, which was Sean, Rebecca, and Lucy. Um, Lucy also died at one point. I know I'm kind of giving Assassin's Creed spoilers, but this stuff is pretty known by now. Uh, and this stuff was like ages ago. This stuff was ages and ages and ages ago. I don't remember what happened to Sean and Rebecca. Uh, so just just kind of just kind of try to revive the thing that you were doing before and go and go back to it. But if this is Ubisoft actually listening to fans. Of course, we have to wait to see what that's like. Um, then we'll see. We'll see where kind of that goes. Um, so there we go. We have to wait and see um, what they have for Ubisoft forward. So we'll see what that's all about. Uh, let's move on to Callisto Protocol, which is still holding its current December second date. I think that could get delayed at some point, but currently, at the time of recording, it's due out on December second. I think it's December second. Um, Says so that you'll need to die. This is from. Um, uh, Push Square says you'll need to die in a dozen of uh, different ways for the Callisto Protocol's Grizzly PS5 and PS4 Platinum. Um, so I didn't bother actually opening this and reading it, but what this says to me is that there'll be a um, there's certain games that have a trophy, don't there? It's like oh, if you die, either die a certain way or unlock all the death animations, you get a trophy. I don't think this will be hard to do because given how you know. Not not specific to Last of Us, but horror the, the horror stressful toughness of where like okay you probably will die quite a few times like that sort of Resident Evil type stuff like okay you will probably die a few times in this game. Um, one I don't imagine that'll be a hard thing to unlock. I mean if if one of the trophies was like you have to do permadeath for the whole game that would be like okay what are you doing sort of thing. Um, but that's I mean. If you get into like, let's say you get into one of them areas. Let's say, let's say there's an area that you get stuck in for a bit of time, right? And you like you, you make some mistakes, you keep getting caught. There'll probably be players out there. I mean, I don't know how many times you'll have to die. I didn't look that up, but um, there'll probably will be players that unlock this without trying anyway. Not because they're so bad at the game. It's just because the game would be tough, and it's because it's a tough, you know, intense horror game. So you will die a bunch of times anyway. Um, the interesting part about this is we've seen lot we've seen a few different ways the character can be killed. Um like you can be killed by um what was it, being sucked into that vent thing. There seem to be a few of those in the game, so maybe that'll happen at a few different points. Like you literally get flattened by that um metal grinder thing that we've that we've seen before. Um, probably by enemies grappling you and ripping you up or whatever. Uh, I don't know if there'll be any enemies that shoot back at you. I can't remember them showing that. Um, that might happen at some point. Um, but yeah, it's a trophy that I think will just... It is an interesting one to include. Um, what do you what do you think of the inclusion of this trophy? Uh, I mean, it's... I think it's in there for, like, people that are just looking to play a game a really different way. Because um, a lot of the trophy... A lot of trophies, a lot of achievements... You know, they're mostly your standard stuff, like... Beat this level, finish on this difficulty, things like that. Mm. And then every now and then, developers will just throw something absolutely bat crap crazy in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, see, the difference with Last of Us 2's um, permadeath trophy is it says you can do it on any permadeath setting, so it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the whole game. You can do it, I think it's per act, per chapter, or for whole game. Um, and I did it per chapter. And even then, when I was dying, I was being taken about like 40 minutes, but I, I got through it in the end. Uh, it's still intense and challenging, it's just that's a good option for that. But that's not what it says here, it just says for the amount of times that a uh, player dies. Uh, don't have any specific um, screenshot or anything for this, just a bit of information that came out. 
so Hogwarts Legacy, which is an upcoming game, which is out on the 10th of February, so early next year, um, of course, which is part of the Harry Potter universe, uh, or the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, as Warner Brothers calls the official title. Um, Quidditch is a part of that, that is the sport that they play. Um, of course, you've seen that in the films, when Harry's played it, and other characters have played it. There won't be Quidditch in Hogwarts Legacy, but you can still travel the castle um, via Broomstick, which I think we've seen clips of that in, in certain parts. I think when they did that long 15-minute gameplay demo, they said, like, hey, here's a few, like, clips of how you... Because there's that big bird thing, which I still don't know the name of, uh, that you can fly on, and obviously a Broomstick. Um, which Broomsticks, if I remember in the film, you call them to you, and then you, if you're good enough, you just sit on them mm-hmm. and fly off. So... Um, you might have like a Kratos style, you know in God of War when you press triangle and your axe gets called towards you. Maybe there'll be some kind of like, you probably have to be obviously out in the open, you couldn't do that while you're in the dormitory or something, but I'd imagine... Well, you could, but it probably wouldn't end well. Right, right, or it would just, I don't know, wouldn't work or something. Um, but uh, yeah, so my guess is if you're going out in the open, maybe you're trying to traverse to a different part of the castle or different, who knows, there might be different islands or... I don't know how it would work. Um, you'd maybe press a call button or something. You'd get the broomstick fly towards you and you'd be able to fly around in it. Um, so in terms of Quidditch not being in this game, a few people were saying, like, hey, you could add this as like DLC later or an update or something. They could certainly do that. I mean, if they felt like it, now people wouldn't like the suggestion, but you could maybe do like a online Hogwarts Legacy uh, uh, Quidditch like multiplayer game, possibly. I think there was one on the... PS2, Hogwarts, uh, Harry Potter Quidditch or something like that. I never played it myself, but um, that it, Quidditch was something I thought like, okay, you probably will have this at launch because that makes sense. But Quidditch admittedly isn't one of the things I was looking at and thinking like, oh, I'm desperate for that to be in there. Um, what I want them to get right the most is the gameplay of like, okay, spells and like, uh, how can I traverse with spells and combat, which is going to be obviously a big, big part because um, even in, in the films and stuff like that like Quidditch was like okay it's there it's it's cool it makes sense it's there obviously they're at a school and I guess that's their sort of because you have a thing called PE over here which is obviously physical education uh, we play football we just call and, it gym class right right so um, that was kind of their way of having sports I suppose in that way so I'm not major it, it, some people are like okay this doesn't make any sense I'm like okay fair enough Um, but I mean, there's some sort of, like, people bummed out about this. There's some people sort of like, oh, okay, you know, you can add it later. I'm very much in that camp where, like, okay, I want you to get the gameplay right, and you can kind of add Quidditch later. That's where I'm kind of sitting. Uh, where are you sitting with, um, at least at launch, no uh, Quidditch on Hogwarts Legacy? I probably won't be playing this game, launch or not, just because I'm not really into that universe. I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen most of the movies. I haven't read any of the books. Um, so it's just not an in-game universe that I have that much interest in. Although they do play Quidditch in real life. I've seen it with people running around with brooms between their legs, and I've seen people do it with on bicycles. Hmm. So, Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, that's the camp that I sit in, which is like, okay, if you want to add this later, um, that's fine. I'm sure we'll have plenty to do, as we've seen before. Um, what they shouldn't do is have you know like in the first um batman arkham asylum there's a point near the end i think it is because you don't drive the batmobile in that game 
um, where you see the Batmobile parked outside Arkham Asylum, in Arkham Asylum, and you like can't get it in or, or, or do anything. What I think they shouldn't do is have a visible like. Let's say you go somewhere in the castle and you can see like a Hogwarts Legacy field with the goals, and like you can't do anything with it. That would be a bit frustrating and a bit annoying. Um, so I don't know because um, that's going to be a thing as well. Like, are you going to have background stories where some of your the characters friends are playing quidditch or something like how's that going to sort of go um or is it just going to be as if like quidditch doesn't sort of exist or it's just not it's just not spoken about i don't know so we shall see um sorry but we spoke before about some uh let's just say not so nice mods you can you can look at it on in whatever way you want to we spoke before about the um a player um putting on some mods to the pc version of the 2018 spider-man game and they took it upon themselves to remove, um, I don't know if it was all of them or some of them or a couple of them, LGBTQ flags, uh, pride flags from the Spider-Man game. We won't go over that again because we, we spoke about that already. And one of the things I said at the time was like, oh, I've seen better, more fun mods that aren't going to piss off a particular community of people because it's not, you know, whatever. Um, and I spoke before about like, okay, a game like Sifu, which is a corridor-based-ish sort of fighting game and people had like modded that so that you could play as like daredevil or super saiyan shaggy and that's fun stuff well we have a more fun mod to talk about this week um, and i saw it in motion it was posted on uh, ign's instagram account and you can play as a modded version of spider-man where spider-man is replaced with uh, kermit who i think is from the the muppets i'm not really that familiar with all the muppets and stuff like that but which obviously a disney thing um and it's got his voice as well it's got kermit's voice um, and I put a comment in there. I, I thought I'd screenshot it so I could read it uh, on the podcast and just talk about it anyway. And I said, uh, much better than offending um, and needlessly removing Pride slash LGBTQ flags from the game for absolutely no reason. This is actually fun. Um, and there's uh, the clip that they showed of it. Uh, I don't know if you can find more of it on YouTube or, or wherever. But it was a cutscene of, well, Kermit, not Spider-Man, talking to um, Black Cat. At a certain point, um, which I think is it's either later in the game or is in DLC. I think it's later in the game, though. And then the cutscene finishes. The player jumps off the roof and starts swinging around New York City as Kermit. And it's quite fun and quite funny. This is the stuff that's actually fun and funny. Um, and again, whether or not you think it's right or good or, or whatever, that somebody took pride flags out of the game is is what, is what it is. Um, but yeah, this is actually kind of like... And I don't know. Watching Kermit swing around New York City was kind of... It was funny. And the, most people in the comments were sort of saying the same stuff. About like, oh, this is pretty funny. This is interesting. Um, and like, oh, look at Kermit like swinging around. So, yeah. This this isn't a better taste of mods to do. Um, I, I usually find... Again, I don't really... I'm not in like a modding community or anything like that. I just see these things pop up on the internet whenever they do. Usually some of the more fun and better examples of mods I've seen in games is where you replace characters in the game with other characters to make something look funny. Or to make something look cool, like in the Sifu game where you can, you know, play as Daredevil, which is I think is quite a cool idea. Um, so I don't know if you saw this, uh, what did you what do you think of that as an idea? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's one of those things that it it is what it is. Um, yeah, the Kermit voice, that's something that uh, I'm very familiar with. I grew up on the Muppets. I was actually kind of, it's kind of a surreal thing. Um, back in the seventies when it was originally on TV as a musician, you had considered that you made it quote unquote, 
when you were asked to be a guest on The Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you want to see something absolutely hilarious, um, Seth MacFarlane does, one, he does an amazing range of voices, but he does a killer Kermit. And he was on uh, Graham Norton's show, and it's beyond surreal for me to watch it. I got to imagine it was more surreal for him to live it watching Tom Cruise, Charlize Theron, in awe and fascination of Seth MacFarlane doing the Liam Neeson speech from Taken in Kermit the the Frog's voice. <laughs> um, you can find it on YouTube. It's absolutely hilarious. And you, you know, you're talking like two top-tier A-list movie stars yeah. just like fanboying and fangirling out over him doing Taken as Kermit the Frog. It's absolutely hilarious. I highly recommend seeing it. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, mods, look, when we do, I'll, I'll probably never do a mod on a game because I don't play on PC, but if you're looking to do mods, just do something fun, do something cool, do something interesting with it. Um, put a cool character in a game or play someone's voice with somebody else's voice. Do, do something fun, do something cool with it. Um, and uh, that's a good example of that. Uh, speaking of something else that is fun and cool, uh, there's a character called Dreamer that some of you um, might be aware of if you watch the Supergirl show on, on the CW, which is now finished. It's wrapped up with its sixth season. I think it was a year or two ago that that finished. Uh, but Nicole Maines, who played that character over on Supergirl, uh, her character is getting added. I don't know if she's added now or she's going to be added soon. It's going to be added to Fortnite. Uh, it says here, this is from Bam Smack Pow, which is, a, I guess, a comic book thing on, on Twitter. It says, Dreamer, who debuted in the CW Supergirl series, is coming to Fortnite. She's the game's first ever trans character. Um, which, again, it's not like, you know, the game doesn't have to add LGBTQ characters. It doesn't need to specifically seek that out. But if they're... And obviously, you know, you can't... The makers of Fortnite and that, they can't just put, you know any character that they feel like into the game you've probably got to get licenses and things like that we've seen tons of characters of course over the years get added to Fortnite usually in in a interesting timely way because what will usually happen is like the Uncharted film comes out you can play as Nathan Drake or Doctor Strange will come out you can play as Doctor Strange or um uh what's another example um when, when it's usually to do with when films and tv shows like have come out and you know people talking about those characters um, which is which is great, which is a cool thing to do. Unlike with what COD has done, which is where they've added King Kong and Godzilla, and then Terminator, when there's no content from any of those things coming out. So, uh, this or makes... context for that matter. Yeah, yeah, just like hey, we just fancy adding these because why not? Um, it is. I will say it is a surprise that it's. I mean, how long has Fortnite been around for? Quite a few years at this point, right? Quite quite long, a long, long time. time. It's had like seasons and chapters, and they blew the map up at one point. And they put it back together, and tons and tons of different stuff. Um, that is quite a long time to take to add a trans character to your game. Not that there's like a deadline for doing that, but um, I don't know if they've like I don't know every single character that they've added before, so I couldn't tell you all of them. Um, but it it was it was good to see. I saw a lot of like because I follow um people that are a fan of Supergirl and a fan of, fan of Dreamer and I follow Nicole Maines on Twitter and all that type of stuff and it was like cool finally you know um, she's um, been added to the game which is brilliant um, there's also a lot of you know excitement around that character recently because Nicole Maines herself um, I think she co-wrote a new uh, Dreamer comic book for DC Comics like DC Comics let her work on, on, on that and she, she added uh, her own story like it was 
her character that she'd played in the show and it was i think co-written by her i think somebody else wrote it with her and people seem to really like that and the trans community seemed to really enjoy that and that was really good and um yeah it's it's great that she has added to fortnite I, i think that's very very cool now the only like funky sort of part about that is literally when you add any character to that game um like you're not gonna be really using dreamers powers i think when they added spider-man i think you could swing around the city the weird part about adding any character to fortnite let's say it's batman or superman or i think they've added before you still play the game in the same way so whether it's superman or nathan drake or spider-man or dreamer you'll be picking up assault rifles still and picking up like pistols and rpgs and using those i remember when i was watching some footage of like superman using an assault rifle and i was like okay this is it's fun and it's funny and if if people are fans of fortnite and they like superman there you go it's still kind of funny to see that so there will probably be footage at some point of like someone playing as dreamer in the game and she's like got an assault rifle or something so (laughs) they actually um, did change that once when they were doing the sponsored event with marvel for infinity wars you could get the gauntlet and you would turn into thanos and you would have like yeah different attacks but mm-hmm. you weren't picking up guns. It was like shoot this beam or air stomp the ground or fly around or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's the one instance I think when they've when they've changed it a bit. But yeah, seeing oh, seeing um, you know somebody walk around uh, as, as Superman shooting a gun, I thought was quite funny. It's like yeah, that's the thing that Superman really doesn't need a gun. So uh, anyway, what do you think of uh, Dreamer being added to Fortnite? I know you're not really like a Fortnite player or whatever, but um. Not really a Fortnite player, not that much into DC Comics. Never watched Supergirl past one of the seasons, I forget one. It just, it stopped being interesting on any level, so I didn't even know that was a character. Okay, I think she got added, because we reviewed the show up to season three, I think. And I did season four and five reviews, and then wrapped it up when it finished season six. Yeah, I I think I I tapped out at three. Yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah, because that's when we stopped doing the podcast. Um, yeah, I can't remember which season Dream was added in, but it might have been a might have been a slightly later one. It might have even been the next one or something. So, um, but good stuff, good stuff. Uh, so that's that for Dreamer. Um, let's go to uh, Cyberpunk. We got stuff for next. Obviously, still in development. Well, not in development. Still being developed on and worked on by CD Projekt Red. A new Cyberpunk update is happening next week. It says here, Patience is a virtue. This is also from Push Square. Um, I see a lot of my PlayStation news and stuff from from Push Square, but they're very good. So, Patience is a virtue, um, though not that kind of virtue. Uh, The the studio has just announced a special Night City Wire broadcast, which will be streamed next week on Tuesday the 6th of September, which is, yeah, in two days' time. It kicks off at 4pm UK time, 5pm Central Europe, and 8am pacific and it's got all the time zones there um i didn't like copy and paste all the information and stuff it just said that there's going to be updates about the game uh says there's going to be some new updates about the anime i think it's called city runner or something like that um something like that anyway uh which they're going to do which obviously is a uh it's a tv show uh, it's an anime tv show from cyberpunk that's coming out i think it's middle of this month like 16th of september or something like that so we're due for a new Cyberpunk update. I couldn't remember when the last one was, but within this article, it did say that February was the last time that they added. I think that was when they did the next-gen update, which made it a lot, lot more stable for, like, PS5 
Series X and I think uh, PC as well. I'm not sure about Series S, but Series X and uh, PS5 certainly. Um, so I'm somebody who's like, you know, patiently awaiting to see what they do next with Cyberpunk. I'm interested. I know you tapped out the game a couple of times. You tried it a couple of times. Um, I'm just going to say, um, personally, I think it's worth giving another go. Of course, it's up to you, Robert, whether you do want to play it, don't want to play it, whatever you want to do. Obviously, it's your version of the game that you brought. You can do what you want with it. You can delete it, throw out the window, <laughs> do whatever you want with it. But, um, yeah, how are you feeling about uh, another Cyberpunk update? We don't have much information as to what this is, but just another update. Um, I might try it depending on, uh, what happens with it. If the update's like a good update, mm-hmm. I might, you know, give it another chance. If it's, uh, not really a good update, I'm like, or if it just doesn't look like it adds enough, I'd be like, eh, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Did you buy a disc or a digital version? Disc. Okay. Disc. All right. Yeah, I bought the same one. So, um... What what would I want to be added to this game? I mean, they did stabilize it a lot. That was what most of the updates were for. They they've added like some bits and like they've added some you know cars and things like that here and there. But they've not added any new sort of story stuff. Um, and Tyler McVicker, who is somebody, if you want to know stuff about Cyberpunk, um, he's somebody who's very well informed on on Cyberpunk. He's called Tyler McVicker. I've ne- I've mentioned his name a few times on here. I've not seen any new videos from him for a bit, but YouTube might be hiding them. So. Um, yeah, he might have some videos out at some point or something. Um, he talked about when there was a new Witcher game announced and things like that. So he's a good, uh, reliable person to go and check out. Um, so we'll see if he, see what he makes of this. Um, I'll maybe check later see if he's done another, another video because he might have done. Um, and he, as well as, um, CD Projekt Red, and he doesn't, he doesn't work for CD Projekt Red, by the way. He's just got, like, good connections and stuff like that. So... Um, they did say at some point they're going to add an expansion 1 and 2. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that this is that. I mean, I suppose one of the issues with this game is like, okay, if you add like a big load of new story and stuff, like is it going to break things? Is it going to cause more issues? And you don't want that at this point. So do you think they're adding that story expansion they've talked about? How do you think it might go? Possible they might add that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... We will find out on Tuesday. So if you uh, broadcast next week to take a look at that one and the uh, Ubisoft forward. So we shall see. Uh, hopefully we'll hear something about that um, Splinter Cell remake that they said that they were doing. That was a while ago. So maybe we'll hear about that from Ubisoft forward. Uh, let's move on from that. Talk about PS Plus September update um so these are the games that we've got for this month i've actually written the basic ones at the bottom but i'm just going to read out what i've got here uh playstation plus september update playstation plus extra september 2022 is going to get Deathloop on ps5 uh assassin's creed origins the ps4 version Watch Dogs 2 the ps4 version dragon ball x universe 2 ps4 uh spirit fire farewell edition ps4 uh, Chikori, A Colourful Tale on PS4, Monster Energy Supercross, that's a um, biking game um, for PS4 and PS5, maybe there's different versions of that. Alex Kid in the Miracle World uh, DX for PS5 and PS4, Rabbits Invasion, the interactive TV show, I have no idea what that actually is, for PS4, and then Rayman Legends for PS4, and the last one we've got is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, complete edition for PS4. I think that's a game that you've recommended me to me before. Yeah, it is a uh, 8-bit style pixel art kind of a um 
beat em up. Mm-hmm. It's based more from the comics than the video game, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've still not actually seen that film, but it's been recommended to me. So uh, it, There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek in it. It's like you get um, uh, Chris Evans is in it, um, Brandon Routh is in it, and they make a couple Superman references. Um, there's a lot of people that you that are in it that you would recognize. Cool, cool. Uh, and then for PlayStation Plus, Plus, or a premium September, so these is where the classic games come back, because we had no additions to PlayStation Plus Premium last month. Uh, Siphon Filter 2, they previously added Siphon Filter 1, so there's the sequel for you all. That's on PS1. Then, unfortunately, on PS3, I say unfortunately because you have to stream these games, the Sly Collection, which is Sly Cooper 1, 2, and 3, and then Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, which I believe is the fourth game on PS3. Bentley's Hack... Um... Pack, I've never heard of that game before on PS3. Toy Story 3 on PSP, I don't actually even know what that game looks like. Uh, and then Kingdom of Paradise PSP, and then the three, like, um, I think Essential it's called, um, the, the first tier is Toem on PS5, Need for Speed Heat on PS4, and Grand Blue fantasy versus on ps4 so with those initial three games there's a bit more lacking than what we've had need for speed pete i've heard some things about and that the other two i've not really heard of um i will check out siphon filter 2 because i played the first one and i enjoyed it and i'm interested to see what they've added for the sequel as i've said many times before about sequels hopefully this will take a look at what the first game did and improve upon it and add things to it I also hope that Siphon Filter 2 had analog support because aiming and moving with the left stick was uh, challenging, <laughs> to say the least. But that was part of the old game's design. I really want to play these Sly Cooper games, um, but you have to stream them, um, which is really irritating. There were some suggestions in the uh, comments of like, if you added the option, and again, there might be licensing issues, I don't really know, which they shouldn't have really, because Sucker Punch developed those Sly Cooper games and they own Sucker Punch, but you never know. Um, why couldn't you add the PS2 versions of Sly and then add... Because these PS3 versions, uh, the collection is like the HD collection for it, which obviously is HD graphics. And then the fourth game, which I think is actually a PS3 game anyway... But if you'd added Sly Cooper 1, 2, and 3 as PS2 games and as PS3 games, it would have given more option. That would have been preferable, because then you could have downloaded the PS2 version of those games. Um, I think this is a pretty good month. I do think the initial three games are a bit lacking, but they've come back better, I would say, with the, with the classics. So I'm still waiting for them to add things like Tomb Raider, so I can go and play those games in a much better way. Uh, Siphon Filter 2 I will check out, of course... Toy Story is here, and of course I'm going to check out what they've got for Toy Story. Because um, I played the Toy Story 2 PS2 game. I played the PS3 version of Toy Story 3. Um, so I don't know what this PSP version of Toy Story 3 is like, but it's a Toy Story game. So I'm going to check it out, of course. Anything of interest to you here, Robert? And what do you think of them coming back for some actual classic games, which they hadn't done in previous months? Uh, it's cool. I let my... Uh... PlayStation membership elapsed because I realized I just wasn't really playing it mm-hmm. all that much, and I wasn't really doing anything with the free games they're given. Plus, when they made all the changes, I was just like, "Yeah, this ain't worth my money." So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's worth noting, by the way, with these classic games, if you don't want to subscribe to play them, you can purchase them individually. However, I don't know how that works with the PS3 games because I, I guess you could own like 
They're slide. Probably just like own the license and then just stream it. Yeah, to have it on your thing and then stream it. Probably. Um, I haven't checked that myself. So, uh, but I do know with the in the PSP and the PS One games you can download. So Siphon Filter Two, I'll be able to download it. Just uh, I want a better. I want a better way to play those PS3 games. That's that stupid. What's it called? Cell processor. It's yeah. Caused, caused all these problems. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. So, um. There is that. Uh, that's all the news I got this week, apart from some feedback. What would you like to talk about this week, Robert? Uh, well, starting tomorrow, Paradox Interactive is launching their new publishing label called Paradox, Paradox Arc. And if you hurry up and sign up, you can beta test their first project. But here's the catch. Uh, you have to sign an NDA before you even get to know what the game's about. So they're not saying what the game is. They're going to be running a one-week stress test to test the online capabilities of the game and gather player feedback for this test. Um, it's only going to be one week starting tomorrow. But if you sign up, they'll send you, I'm guessing, an email or a link to sign an NDA. And you don't find anything out about the game until after the NDAs. And that's not even guaranteed that you're going to get into the beta. Um, that's just to get to be able to get into the beta. So, Yeah, um... I mean, NDAs can be out there for different reasons. Um, we don't know what's in this NDA. It is interesting that like you sign that before, um, unless it describes what the game is within the NDA or something. We we don't know the information, but um, I suppose it's just because you know you don't want things to slip out and you don't want contracts and stuff to be broken. You don't want anybody doing anything that they shouldn't be. Um, so, uh, although this is something I've not particularly heard of before, it's not, like, outrageous necessarily, it just depends on what the actual details are of this NDA and stuff, so what do you think of that? Uh, I mean, NDAs are always a thing, um, Mm -hmm. last time I was on David's podcast, he's like, well, I heard something, but they're not going to announce it officially till tomorrow, so just keep an eye out for this, uh, actor doing something and then the next day they announced that daniel radcliffe was playing weird al yankovic which that trailer is out now and that's uh super weird but you know when you get to that point in your career to where you can literally do whatever you want you just do whatever you want Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool uh all right what else do you want to talk about today um well if you're into the facebook standalone gaming app you're probably the only one uh, Facebook announced that it is shutting down the gaming app October 22nd this year. Um, now when you open the app, you'll just see a banner stating the app will no longer be available on iOS and Android after that date. The app also won't be pl- available in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Uh, quote, despite this news, our mission to connect players, fans, and creators with the games they love hasn't changed. Uh, you will still be able to find your game streamers and groups when visiting gaming in the Facebook app, which I have never actually seen. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to all of you who have done everything to build a thriving gaming community and fans since the app first launched. Uh, The article also goes on to talk about how they're just pushing more towards Meta, which is hilarious on so many levels, mostly because they named it Meta and then realized they don't have the trademark or copyright use for that, but they're still calling it Meta. They just plan on paying or suing whoever actually has that into oblivion so Hmm. you know awesome corporate culture let's just destroy whoever has what we want yeah yeah 
Um, it's not something I've ever used, Facebook gaming. Um, I remember it being a thing when I was at high school, I think, which was like 2010 era. Um, and people were playing like Farmville and they used to invite you to the games all the time and it was ugh, really, ugh. and it was really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So I blocked so many people <laughs> off of Facebook because they were just addicted, not even obsessed. They were straight up addicted to Farmville. Oh, and Farmville. ironically, yeah. well, not ironically, but funnily, there is actually a town in America called Farmville. When I used to travel mm-hmm. a lot for my job, I was driving down the road and I looked up at a water tower and it just said Farmville on it. And that was like 2019. I just laughed my ass off. And the guy that was with me in the truck was like, what's so fucking funny? It's like Farmville. And he just got this look at his face like, Ugh. it was like some weird PTSD thing. Mm, yeah. Um, but no, I remember those days and uh, people getting annoyed at each other for inviting, inviting people to different games. Um, don't remember this being used as much in like, the last few years. I can't remember the last time I even got it. Zynga a... bought, got, like, they spun off and got sold to Zynga for something. Uh, I forget okay. what. And then this meta thing happened, which is what Yeah, it apparently is, meta so. is like losing crazy amounts of money. I've seen articles to where they're losing like a million dollars a day trying to get meta off the ground. Because huh. nobody wants to use it. Yeah. But that's that. Um, Alright, what else do you want to talk about? That's all I had. Pretty okay. light news week for me. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some things to talk about next week as well with the uh, presentations. Um, all right, let's get to our feedback and emails then. If you'd like to write in those, uh, let us know what you think of anything we've discussed or any news that we've missed, anything like that. Uh, you can write in to matthewdentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, there's also an email box on the website version of the episode. And a clickable email name in your show notes. Jack says, uh, uh, there are a lot of rumours of a PS Plus event happening on September 8th, which would be interesting because it would be in the middle of all this stuff we just talked about. If this is true, we should hear about it very soon. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes Sony will, like, on a Tuesday or something, or on a Monday, say, hey, this Thursday, join us for State of Play or something. Um, when was the last time they did a PlayStation showcase? Was it a year? I think it was a year ago, wasn't it? Because they've when done they, one that's every year for the last three years. Yeah. Um. So if they did one this week, it wouldn't be out of context and wouldn't be out of character. And when I say last three years, like the last two years, they've done it. They haven't done one yet this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, get a little bit more notice than that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they could announce this tomorrow. Uh, when is the what day is the eighth? The 8th is a Thursday. Okay. They've tended to do things on Tuesdays and Thursdays, PlayStation, so they could announce that tomorrow for Thursday. Isn't Thursday Disney Plus Day or something? No, D23 or when is... It's something Disney-related. Thursday is Disney Plus Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's Disney Plus Day, so a lot of content is getting dropped on it. Uh, If you haven't seen Thor uh, Love and Thunder, it's getting released on the 8th. There's like two or three other shows getting released on the 8th. I know they're doing, like, a travel show, but in the Cars universe, so something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, that's more usually just, like, releasing content rather than news, because they got D23 coming up as well. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of games we could hear about, like updates for Spider-Man, updates for Wolverine, updates for God of War, um, updates for, I mean, Last of Us just came out, not that you'd needed to show off that much for that game. Um where is things like Ghost of Tsushima 2 um, what is 
Uh, Naughty Dog basically just sort of went, and they spoke a lot at the Summer Games Fest. We know what's coming up from Naughty Dog. Um, what is Sucker Punch doing? What is Gorilla doing? Um, can we find out any more PSVR games, like more of the Horizon Call of the Mountain stuff? Um, yeah, Wolverine, Spider-Man, God of War. Uh, I know there was that little clip from Game Informer released this week. It was like a minute and a half showing off some new gameplay stuff, but it was just it was just kind of telling us stuff for that. I think I think they need to do it like especially with God of War because it's out soon. I think you we'd do um, like a good fifteen minute sort of thing for that. Um, I I think if Sony came out and pulled all their you know pulled everything out. Um, I think they could do a good 90 minute showing. Like, give, give us some good stuff about Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, VR, new game announcements, um, Final Fantasy 16 stuff, maybe. Um, Call of Duty you could show off as well. Although I, th- I, th- I feel like Call of Duty is doing things a bit more independently this year. Plus, we know that the multiplayer reveals on the 16th, uh, which I don't think is being marketed by anybody else. Um, because of that sort of stuff, um, I mean, you could show other games like FIFA or something like that as well. Uh, I can't think at the top of my, off the top of my head other studios that Sony's got. They've probably got some that I've forgotten about, but yeah, I, I think the three games that people are eager to hear about is Wolverine, Spider-Man 2, and certainly God of War as well, because that's coming out very, very soon. Um, so yeah, if it's this week, next week bring it on, um, I, th- I think myself and many, many others are ready for a PlayStation showcase. Uh, Nintendo's kind of been doing their own thing, Xbox just did a big event not too long ago, they showed off like Redfall and, you know, Starfield, so we're due to see some stuff from Sony, because um, there probably is games in development that we don't even know about, so we could get some surprises there. Uh, is Kojima working on anything with PlayStation? Like, we heard some stuff about Death Stranding 2 from Norman Reedus, could we hear anything about that? There's a lot of stuff. Um, what do you think when and where Sony might show up and what they might talk about? Yeah, I mean, if they do one, it's definitely going to be Spider-Man 2. That's pretty much a given. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War, you know, Ragnarok, 80-ish percent, if there's anything to show, that we don't even know that it's done yet or not. Um, other than mm-hmm. that, can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank recently came out, so, and that's um, Insomniac anyway. Like they've been really busy, <laughs> Insomniac. Um, I mean, God of War, like God of War, is probably the one that you should be able to show off the most of because that game's supposed to be coming out soon. Um, was it November or something or other? So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm I'm curious to see. Like the 2018 one was great. I think a bit overhyped. I don't think it deserved the 2018 Game of the Year award, but again, sequel. You know, what new mechanics have you got? What can you do in this game? What's the story? There's there's a lot that you could show off. So, and lastly, Harrison writes in says, "What do you make of Sony's scattergun approach with their TV and film adaptions? Smart or stupid?" So I think what Harrison's talking about here is you've got Last of Us, which is with HBO, which is not a bad thing. You've got the Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey show. Uh, obviously, Craig Mazin from um, also HBO with Chernobyl, so that looks really good. Uh, Uncharted, I think, was done in-house. Sony, I think that was a Sony Pictures thing, which I think is gonna get a sequel. Hopefully, it's more fun. Uh, Horizon is with Netflix. Uh, uh, God of War was was with Amazon. Um, what's that something head called? Um, not head. Twisted Metal. Uh, that's with Peacock of all 
places. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think has got like Don Cheadle in it, which is is great. I just why Peacock? Um, I mean, the the one thing that I, I've spoken about this on like TV podcasts before, but like, I'm surprised Sony doesn't have their own streaming service. I mean, you've got things like you could have all the Spider-Man films. You got all this stuff coming out. Um, but then again, if you if you want to do stuff in house like that. You can't then really you can't then really go over to Warner Warner Brothers Discovery and say, Hey, instead of putting your show on this show on HBO, can we use HBO Productions or whatever and put it on a Sony platform? Like it makes sense that okay, Sony would say to Warner Brothers, like, Hey, do you want to partner up and do a Last of Us show with your channel HBO because we don't have a channel? Um so, because over here in the UK, like, things like the Spider-Man films, obviously you've got like, the animated ones, you've got the cartoons, which some of those are on Disney+, Plus. then you've got the five, how many, how many Spider-Man films are there? Eight? Yeah, three, three from... Eight, yeah. Three, three two, three. Three from uh, Toby, three from Tom, and two with Andrew, yeah. So, and then you've got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you've got the sequel coming out for that, you've probably got more Tom Holland stuff, then you've got, like... Obviously, the Venom, Morbius, Venom stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um, I don't know if that all that content is attractive enough for a streaming service, but... I honestly if... just don't think they need it. I mean, anything they want to stream, they can just put on the PlayStation Network, um, and then they can just partner up with whoever they want for anything else. Mm. Yeah, so... But I've taken a different approach, which is going over to other streamers like Peacock and Netflix and Amazon. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it could be an interesting experimental idea um i was gonna say bioshock as well but that's not that's not theirs is it so uh that's got a netflix film coming out um it just depends on because we spoke i spoke with david last i think it was last week on geek town about like horizon and um bioshock uh having a netflix film and tv show it depends on budget um because if you look at something like god of war last of us horizon there's lots of budget involved with those games like those are high-end couple hundred million dollar triple uh, A video games so you're going to have to use quite a lot of budget um, Netflix is kind of the one that concerns me when that comes up because um, I don't know what budget they'll put into stuff like Amazon, when it comes to Amazon and budget I'm like okay that's not a problem <laughs> because... yeah it's like, it's literally a blank check and when I say a blank check, each episode of the Rings of Power costs more than the, than the entire third season of uh, uh, Orville Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I mean, in terms of you asking me, like, what do I think of it? We won't really know how this turns out until these things start coming out. Um, I think the the f- next one up is probably the Last of Us TV show because we've had the Uncharted film, um, which is interesting though because if you look at Uncharted and you didn't like it, for example, that wouldn't give you a reason to look at Last of Us and think, okay, that's also going to be bad. Because it's a completely different production, completely different directors, completely different actors, completely different script writers. Um, it's just the IP is from the same place. So, um, yeah, like you've not got this, you've not got the same production as Uncharted or, or you know, all these other things. So, uh, but what do you think of what Sony's doing with their TV and film adaptions? I think there's a Ghost of Tsushima thing as well, isn't there? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, honestly, Ghost of Tsushima, you just do any, uh, you know, samurai flick. And yeah. adapt it yeah. to that. Um, yeah, I presume it would have Jin in there. Yeah, 
Um, I am still, I'm really looking forward to the uh, Fallout TV show that uh, they're doing. So, because mm-hmm. they've had more uh, set photos released and they are spending the money. There's, they are not, I don't know if you've seen the new ones where it actually shows the vault. Um, but yeah, they are keeping true to the game and they are spending money and they want it to look really damn good. So, mm-hmm. just keep the helmet on. <laughs> Please. No, this is Fallout. Helmets don't matter. So, well, it, it might irritate me the same way that it did in Halo. So, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, for those of you wondering, that's obviously the Fallout, Robert's talking about the Fallout TV show from Amazon, which is Jonathan Nolan, Lisa Joy, who uh, show run, co show run uh, Westworld on HBO. So, there we go. Alright, that's so what we've got for you for this week. We'll be back next week to talk about hopefully some Ubisoft related things, maybe a PlayStation showcase. We'll see how that goes. And, um,. What was the other thing as well? Uh, Cyberpunk related stuff. So tune in next week for our thoughts on that. Thanks very much for listening. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, games, films, main eye podcasts. Take a look out for all of those. Uh, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. Uh, if you want to support entertainment talk in what we're doing and everything, you can either simply keep listening to more episodes. Thanks to those of you who keep doing that we're doing very well so thank you very much for that if you also support us through other ways you can simply tell people that you know about uh what we're doing where they can find it either simply by just telling people or using social media and using those platforms to tell people as well patreon five dollar ten dollar level tiers for every podcast review options for our podcast over there so check that out as well uh for your tv and your film news if you want to know about updates for the tv shows we just mentioned all your general air dates cancellations renewals pickups all those sorts of things. Uh, Dave has got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays. Have a look out for those. Uh, Bex, who does content over on Twitch very regularly, you can find her over there. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram to see what she's up to. Tomb Raider, classic games, retro streams, chat streams, all that type of stuff. And if you want to follow me as well on Twitch, uh, I might do some more Last of Us stuff at some point in the future. Uh, you can follow me as well on Twitch, UK. Um, for that, and if you miss those streams, FIFA career mode episodes, or the game clips, you can find YouTube channel, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. You'll also be able to find the uh, new streams with The Last of Us Part 1, the first two hours of that game, uh, with the camera. You can see me on the camera, uh, which is cool. Um, so you can find that over on the YouTube channel, Entertainment Talk Plays. You can find that, the game clips, all types of stuff. Uh, still got some game clips to put up there, but... All in good time. All in good time. And uh, at some point soon, I'll do a new FIFA career mode episode as well. So look out for all that. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.